Hey everyone, this is James from mkaudio.tk and welcome to episode 15 of the mkaudio podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at mkaudio, at facebook.com forward slash mkaudio and you can check out my video tutorials at youtube.com forward slash mkaudio. The podcast is available on iTunes, so head over there to subscribe and please leave a short review while you're there. You can visit the podcast page at mkaudiopodcast.tk for past episodes, show notes and also to leave a comment. You can visit the archive tab at the top of the page and you'll be able to find every episode I've ever done. Uh, the iTunes feeds will uh, have the, the most recent 10 episodes that I do. Any other episodes you want to find can be found on that archive tab. So that's the science bit out of the way for this week. Let's jump straight into the main show. Okay, first of all, I'd like to say thank you to William, who suggested the topic for this week's main segment on Twitter. Uh, William had mentioned that he'd done a little bit of mobile recording, uh, mainly in the form of, I think it was heading over to a friend's house to record a podcast. And he always struggled with what equipment to take or maybe not having the right stuff uh, with him. So he'd asked a little bit about how you can be prepared for mobile recording and how you can anticipate what kind of things go wrong. Now, it's a topic I've never really covered before because I don't do a massive amount of it. Uh, I have my small studio set up at my house and I do most of my stuff in it. My podcast recorded in it. Um, any of the music I do is recorded in it as well. So uh, I don't have to go out very often and take my gear with me to do anything. However, there have been certain times where I have done it. And like William for your first time you'll always get there and realize that you're one thing short or you've you brought the wrong lead or you don't have the power adapter for something or just something always goes missing whenever you're packing down your studio and taking it somewhere else so hopefully uh by the end of this episode i will be a little clearer on it and william you might um have a better idea of what kind of things you can do to help yourself um record better when you're in a mobile situation one thing I will mention is um, a guy by the name of Graham Cochran. Now, if you're familiar with um, home recording blogs, um, which if you're listening to this podcast and reading my blog, I assume you are, you've probably heard of Graham. He runs the Recording Revolution. Now, Graham, his main business is recording bands uh, within their own space. Now, he actually has a website called Mobile Studio Plus. I think it's known as mobilestudioplus.com. Um, so if you want any sort of more in-depth um, ideas about this, you could head over there and uh, get in touch with Graham. Uh, the whole idea is he usually uh, packs up all his gear and flies out to wherever um, the band are. So I think he does a lot of church recordings and um, he records EPs and albums. Or But he packs all his gear up. He, I think he was working in Canada not too long ago, so... He's in the worst case scenario that if he forgets something and the band doesn't have it, well, he can't nip down the road to his house and pick it up again. So that's a bit of an extreme example. So he has to make sure he's incredibly prepared for it. So if you're doing a similar thing, you could hit up Graham. He's he's a great guy to talk to. He'll always help out when he can. His blog alone is probably one of the best home recording blogs out there. Uh, some of his video tutorials are great, so he's always willing to give advice to people who are interested in it and especially interested in the same things that he is. So 
Uh, if you need any real in-depth advice, um, hit Graham up. He's a lot of experience in it and he should be able to help you out. So today we're going to talk about uh, mobile recording. Now, to me, this isn't really uh, location recording. I would see that more as a maybe a movie or a TV work. Um, working with labs and boom mics, etc. And just to me, mobile recording is more going somewhere either to record a performance, uh, maybe something like live uh, gigs or something like that. There, uh, you could head to a friend's house or a friend's um practice area to record their band. You could, like William, uh, record a podcast at a friend's house. Either way, you're still packing up your gear and going somewhere else to some other location and recording to me that's what mobile recording is to other people they might bundle them all into the one thing and say either way it's all the same thing but for the purpose of this podcast i'm going to split them into the two things because i don't know a lot about tv work or um sort of film work now so i can't really go into that in any depth but i will talk about um going somewhere to record a band or to record a podcast, there's certain things you can make sure you do to make sure you don't mess up or forget something and it's going to cause a lot of hassle for you whenever you're on location. So first off, let's talk a little bit about gear. Um, the gear you use in your studio might be slightly different to the gear you would use uh, if you're doing mobile recording. Um, in some circumstances, they would be the same thing. Some people, uh, depending on where the recording can take sort of their larger interfaces or even their desktop computers to a location and set them all up if they know they're going to be there for a period of time to record. Um, personally, if I'm doing any mobile recording, I have a desktop computer in my studio. However, if I'm doing any mobile recording, I take out my laptop and I would do it all onto it. But that's not such a problem nowadays. Laptops are quite powerful, and in some cases, uh, they're as powerful as, if not more powerful, than some desktop computers, depending on what the computer is uh, you have in your studio. But a basic, uh, relatively modern laptop should have enough capability to record um, on location. The next thing is you're going to need some way to get the sound into that um, laptop or computer. So you'll need an audio interface of some description. Now this could be a simple uh, USB or uh, Firewire interface. Um, if you're on a real remote location, you might want to look at a smaller interface that is bus powered. Um, or if you have uh, power available on the location, you can take a larger interface and set it up, which is give you a few more inputs and uh, maybe a little bit more functionality. Uh, you may opt for the likes of a small uh, mixing desk. Uh, the likes of PreSonus make uh, the Studio Live line, which uh, have built-in effects, and um, they can record digitally to the your laptop, but they also give you the option then of uh, having the sound played out through a speaker system, etc. So they're quite good for live sound in that way. So you need to really match your interface to what um, the job is you're carrying out. If you're recording uh, a band on stage and you're taking feeds off uh, a main console, well then a two-channel interface probably isn't going to be enough for you. Whereas if you're just recording a podcast with one or two mics, well then a small two-channel interface is going to be more than enough 
there's no point in taking more gear than you need because it's just more gear to lug about and to pack up, take down, take it to the location and then bring it back into your studio and set it all up again. So think about the gear that way. Those are the main two items. Obviously, you're going to need cables and microphones, maybe mic stands. Um, there's other bits and pieces. You might need to take um, the likes of tube traps with you if you need to sort of isolate a source. But really think about the job you're wanting to do and match the gear to it. If you think about if you were recording a podcast on location, well, imagine you were recording a podcast in your studio you're going to use the same gear. No, you, you know you need uh, two inputs um, for microphones. You know you need two microphones, two stands. Uh, you obviously need your computer. Uh, so think about it that way. And whatever you need in your studio, you're going to need the exact same stuff, at least the exact same stuff on location. Now, there are other options. Um, nowadays, the little handheld uh, recorders, the likes of the... The Zoom recorders, um, they're great for doing maybe interviews. If you're out interviewing for a podcast you do, well, you might not want to lug a laptop and a uh, audio interface, etc. Well, you can use these little handheld recorders. The quality of them is quite good nowadays, and it's going to... It's just going to be so much easier. You're more portable. Um, it's, it means you can take it in a backpack. You're not having to lug cases about or... Uh, sort of check them on and off planes if you're traveling at all so it's an easy way to get it done the other option would be to take um like a digital four track recorder um i know whenever we record it back in oh, what's it, 2002 2003 with a band i used to be in we used to record everything onto a boss uh br532 uh, it was a little digital four-track recorder, um, I think there's 32 uh, virtual channels as well, so usually it's enough, um, there's only one input on it, um, but if you're only doing interviews, etc, only need maybe one source at a time, something like that there is going to be quite easy, it's all in one unit that can be carried with you rather than having three or four different pieces of gear, uh, maybe to do the same job, so really think about it and take... Take the minimum you can get away with, but just make sure you've all the bases covered. So like most forms of recording, mobile recording has its advantages and its disadvantages. Um, I suppose the main advantage would be that you have the freedom to be as creative as you want. Um, with a laptop and a small bus-powered um, audio interface, or even with the likes of the Zoom recorders I was mentioning, you can record absolutely anywhere. You can record in the middle of a field if your battery will hold up to it. Uh, you can record in town centres. You can record on motorway flyovers anywhere at all. There is no limits to it whatsoever. So if you're walking down an alleyway and you shout or whatever and you hear the reverb and you like it, well, there's no reason you can't lift out the laptop quickly, record a few lines of a song and walk on. Um you might get a few strange looks while you're doing it. Uh, there's a video out there from Ronan Chris Murphy, and he was recording a band in Venice, I think it was. Um, the band was called Rea Fiora. Uh, now, if you search for it on the internet, there is a, I think there was a documentary done about it at the time, but there is videos of him standing with one of these little handheld recorders, 
recording lead vocals in the middle of St. Mark's Square because they liked the reverb time of it. Um, they went to a cathedral and they recorded an old uh, pipe organ. So rather than having to emulate those sounds within the studio, they went out and captured the actual sound. And I haven't heard the album that came from it now, but apparently it really um, added a feel to it because there's certain things that can't be emulated with software plugins. Um, some will argue you can get quite close, but actually being there, <laughs> I don't know if there's a, a thousand-year-old uh, pipe organ plug-in that you can get, but either way, it's better to get out there and be creative in that way. You have no, you never know what you're going to come across either. You could sit up somewhere and record and it could sound horrible. There's maybe just too much background noise. But you could get somewhere and the acoustics of wherever you are might be perfect for what you're recording. So think of it in that way. That's one of the big advantages of it. The only disadvantage is that, well, you can be limited in gear. And if that gear gives up, well, you could be in baller if you're not prepared for it. And this is the one thing that is most um, it's most difficult for people to get over. If they're out recording, for the first time they do mobile recording, they have more than likely forgot to bring something or something has broke down in the middle of it and it's just put an end to the whole situation. So they they just they think it's a it's an omen, they shouldn't be doing it, so they don't go anywhere near it again. Well, if you're prepared for certain situations to arise, well, you can uh, get over certain things. Where there's a will, there's a way. I think that's what they say, isn't it? Well, if you have a few basic things with you and maybe a few backup uh, items, generally you can overcome most problems. Uh, if you put your heads together with whoever you're recording with, you can come up with some solution. It may be a less ideal solution to the way you were doing it or it might be something completely different to what you were doing but either way you can generally get something done so the first thing I would recommend you have is some spare gear or some backup gear now you're probably not going to have three or four laptops maybe two or three audio interfaces uh, seven of every single mic you own it's it's unrealistic to look at it that way that might be an ideal situation but it never works out that way so there's certain things that are more likely to fail than others um on location one of the biggest things is probably cables now whether cables get trapped somewhere and there's a break in them um somebody trips over it and pulls the connector off it there's certain things that cables seem to always be the forefront of everything that goes wrong or maybe you don't have the right cable for the job well if you have a few backup cables say a few backup mic cables um maybe a few uh sort of guitar cables or even speaker cables or just something that if one thing goes wrong you have something you can just go and lift without having to panic too much about it um one of your mics might go wrong if you're recording. Well, chances are you maybe don't have a spare, um, maybe you have your, your main vocal mic you would use. Well, if it fails, chances are you're maybe not going to have another one of those mics. But if you have a few mics with you at the time, well, you can uh, stick them up there and see which one is a sort of close second to it and use that one. 
if you just think, I'm going to record vocals, this is my vocal mic, I'll take it with me, and it fails, well, you're left with nothing. I don't think they would sound too good to record it through the microphone on your laptop, or at least they probably, the client probably wouldn't hire you again if you were recording that way. But take a few of everything you have. Um, the, another option would be if you have your main sort of laptop interface situation and your interface fails, well, maybe you don't have a spare I.O., but if you have one of these little digital handheld recorders, well, they can generally capture a decent enough sound that you can get away with it. It might require a little bit more work on the back end whenever you're mixing it, but you can still get the job done and you're not having to turn around to the client and say, well, my gears let me down, we can't do this. You can say, we're going to have to do it slightly different. It might take a little bit more time to get it right, but we can still get ahead and do it. So that would be the main thing, is to have a little bit of spare gear with you. So another thing William asked about was um, sort of like a, a mobile recording kit bag or what you should have in it. And there are a few things that would be beneficial to have with you um, whenever you're recording on location. The first thing I would recommend is to have a basic toolkit with you. Um, whether that's a small set of screwdrivers, uh, wire cutters, a soldering iron is a, a particularly uh, useful one. If a cable breaks or a connector comes off the end of a cable, you can quickly uh, re-solder the joints and get the cable back in order again if you don't have a spare. If you have a spare, well then use it. Don't bother fixing it there and then unless you absolutely have to. But it's one thing, like I said, cables tend to take the brunt of the damage whenever you're on location. So um having something there that you'll be able to fix it or if there's something goes wrong with a certain piece of gear and you know what's wrong with it and you know how to fix it then you could you have something there that you can uh, fix it with the other thing would be to have the likes of uh, duct tape and cable ties there um now this isn't if the talent's playing up or being a diva so you can tie them up and throw them in the boot of the car if you have uh, a mic stand that fails, well, duct tape or cable ties works wonders. It can fix nearly everything. Um, if a mic stand isn't sitting properly or uh, there's something fails on it, one of the uh, tighteners fails, well then, a bit of duct tape will be a quick fix, but it'll get the job done. Uh, you can look into repairing it properly once you have the task completed. Um, so they're very useful things to have about. So always take a couple of rolls of duct tape and a few cable ties. Um, they maybe put you out in more uh, situations than you would think. The other thing is to have maybe spare fuses. If there's fuses going in certain parts of gear and you have nothing with you, well then you can't fix it. Or you maybe have to waste time running down to the local DIY store to get a replacement fuse. Um, Adapters is another massive one. Uh, now I'm talking about uh, cable adapters. So if you're using maybe some of the your client's gear as well and you get there and you don't have the right gear to connect your gear to their gear, then you're in trouble. But if you have a range of different connectors, maybe um, sort of quarter inch to one eighth inch jack connectors or... Um, sort of XLR to uh, quarter inch jack connectors or just a few different uh, selection of them that uh, will allow you to maybe adapt your cables to fit their gear or adapt uh, their cables to fit your gear, whatever way around it works. 
either way, it's going to be handy to have there. And um, again, it's a quick fix. It's just simply go to your kit bag, lift it out, plug it onto the end of the cable, and it's job done. Another thing that might be quite handy is uh, power adapters. Now, there's a lot of different gear, uses a lot of different types of adapters, and also different connections on the adapters. But you can buy uh, universal, you know, like the Walwart adapters, and you can set them that they... Uh, they put out different voltages, so depending on what you're using, they might use different voltages. Plus, they also come with a little strip of different size connectors. So you might not have every single, a spare lead for every piece of gear you have, but if you have a couple of these adapters in your kit bag, and somebody trips over one of your uh, adapters that are in the wall and rips the cable off it, you can quickly lift these out and set them to whatever you need them. Now, you might not cover all eventualities, but chances are you'll find something that fits your gear and works well and you can uh, get on and get the job done so that would be a few things i would recommend to have in the kit bag um you could you could go on forever thinking about things you could have and maybe uh if you have the option of taking a lot more stuff with you if you're doing maybe uh local recordings maybe somebody's in the same town as you and you're taking your car well, then you can load your car up to the roof with stuff that you might need. You may never need it, or you may never use it on location, but at least you have it there if you do need it. If you're doing something, like I mentioned, Graham does, where you're flying, well, luggage can be expensive to check on the planes. So you want to make sure you have the bare essentials and enough that's going to get you through that project. So you can't take everything with you, but just make sure you have the essentials with you. But how do you find out what the essentials are? Well, in a way, this is really where pre-production comes in. Um, if you're recording for a client, hopefully you will have met with them beforehand and discussed uh, what the project's going to be and what you plan to do throughout the project. So let's say, for instance, you're recording um, a small band. When you know you're going to need, you're recording acoustic drums, so you're going to need maybe an interface with eight inputs, and you're going to need eight mic cables and eight microphones to get the uh, drum kit recorded. So then immediately, you know, sit down and make a list during pre-production of the different gear you're going to use. So you would have your eight mics for that, um, eight mic cables, and your interface with eight inputs. Um, so you know, usually an interface with eight inputs, you're going to need some kind of power to it. So you're going to need uh, power at the location. So you can check and make sure that's available. Now, chances if you're recording a band in their rehearsal space, they're going to have uh, power there because obviously they have to power the amps, etc. in some way. So the other thing then would be you're maybe going to need mic stands. Well, ask the band how many mic stands do you have? Well, they might have, say, um, they maybe have two or three vocalists in the band. So they have three mic stands. Well, if you have eight mics, you're maybe using drum clips on the the drums but maybe you have an R3 back in your studio bring those three along you may never need them but it's always handy to have spare um, mic stands so then you're maybe going to need um, a few different vocal mics so bring a few maybe condenser mics or your trusty old SM57s another one to think about is maybe headphones uh, ask the band uh, if they have any sets of headphones there they can use Chances are they'll probably have maybe one or two pairs lying around, but 
if you're recording them all in a live situation, well, you're maybe going to need four or five sets of headphones. So you know you maybe need you have two sets of tracking headphones uh, in your studio. You might need to go and borrow another pair off a friend, or you might need to go and hire a pair out for the weekend. Either way, just go through each part you're going to record and what specialized equipment you're going to need for it. Now, if you're recording a drum kit with eight microphones, well, those eight microphones can be used for other things. You're maybe going to have 57s uh, recording sort of the snare or uh, a spot mics throughout the kit. Well, those 57s can be used to record the guitars as well. Um, but if you have that selection there, you can find the best mic for the job on the location. And top of that list every time is going to be your uh, mobile uh, recording kit bag. And you always make sure it's uh, stocked up again after you finish uh, recording uh, on a session. Because if you use everything up and take it back and don't fill it up again, you get to the next one, well, you're not going to be prepared for something going wrong. And that's always fail to prepare, prepare to fail. There. I follow these little uh, insights at the minute. But uh, it is true, if you don't plan what you're going to do, uh, it's the same if the band was coming to your studio. Well, before they arrive, you're going to sit down and think what you want to do and uh, what you're going to need to do. And you're going to have it ready for them arriving. Um, so do the same thing if you're going somewhere else to record. As you do it, or maybe do two or three different projects this way, you're going to get a little more used to it. Now, the first time you go out, you probably won't have what you're looking for or you'll maybe forget a cable or a cable will get broken you don't know how to fix it and you don't have a replacement but on your next one as long as you learn to take uh maybe a couple of spares for that cable well something else will maybe go wrong in your second one maybe the power adapter get kicked out of the wall and break well then you know the next time to have a spare power adapter there the whole point of this is you learn as you go along it's the same as recording in a studio your first recording you make won't be a great one. And it's sad to say it, but there's very few people will go into a studio for the first time, uh, set the microphones up exactly how they should be, um, get the sounds they're looking for, and the recordings are just perfect. It doesn't work that way. You have to work at it over time. Now, whether this means for your first few mobile projects you don't charge for them, well, then that's the same as bringing your first couple of bands into the studio and you'll say to them, listen, I am getting my feet here. I'm trying to learn the skills. You can come in, record your EP. I won't charge you for it, but uh, I would like it if you could credit me on it uh, whenever you're selling it out to the public. So that way your name gets around that you're doing decent work. They don't necessarily, nobody will know you didn't charge them anything for it. So, but they just think this band has let me let you record and uh, work on their music. So there must be some element of trust there. And that's how you build it up. But you use those free sessions as learning time for you. If you're not charging the people for it, chances are they'll be a little bit more patient with you. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't treat them as a paid gig. Definitely um, put the same preparation into it and the same planning into it. So you know once you start charging, you have everything in place that if anything arises, you can deal with it. So hopefully that'll give you a little bit of an insight as to what mobile recording is all about and how you can maybe be a little bit more successful at it. Um, if this podcast wasn't really what you were looking for, maybe you were looking for more the TV or film side of things, 
I would suggest you go over to uh, the home recording show. I think it's show 183, um, where they cover location recording and they talk about it in quite a, an in depth way on what kind of stuff they use, what things go wrong, and uh, how they deal with them. Uh, I'll stick a link for it in the show notes if you want to head over and listen to it. Um, you maybe already heard it, but it is full of uh, really useful information if you're into the sort of the TV or film side of things. So go over and have a quick listen to that there if that's what you're into. So this podcast has already ran on a little longer than I'd hoped. Uh, so I'm going to leave out the My Advice section for this week and uh, I'll jump back into it again next week and we'll hopefully get another video put out onto the YouTube channel next week as well. Um Again, thanks for watch or watching. If you can see me, I'm a little bit worried. Thanks for listening, and uh, as I said, it means a lot whenever people do get in touch. Again, thank you, William, for uh, making a suggestion for the podcast. This is the whole point of it. Um, I might be waffling on every week, and people don't really want to hear about what I'm talking about. But if there is something you want to hear, and I am not covering it, uh, send me a message on Twitter or get in touch with me via the blog, and I will happily. Um, cover any topics you want to talk about it might not be something that I know a lot about but it encourages me then to go and do a little bit of research into it and usually I can relate it um, to the beginner in some way shape or form uh, but thanks for listening again uh, remember to head over to iTunes and subscribe through there uh, there's been a few changes on the blog if you're on it you maybe noticed them uh, there might be a few more coming this week and you've probably noticed on the iTunes feed as well that it's changed to the past 10 episodes but there's now an archive tab I mentioned this at the start of the podcast uh, there's an archive tab set up on the podcast page so you can get all the episodes there if you want to listen back through to any of the older ones uh, but again until next week uh, get in touch with me if you have any ideas and the most important thing is keep recording, keep mixing and keep it simple.